0: Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What's going on, everybody? RJ here from ESPN Nation the... We hope all is well wherever you are. We hope you're happy, safe, healthy, and that you are in a patient and understanding mood, especially thanks to the way that the Dallas Cowboys played on Sunday afternoon. The Cowboys, of course, winning 43 to 20 against the Los Angeles Rams, improving to 5-2 and two on the season. My name is RJ Ochoa. This is the post game here on the Blog of the Boys YouTube channel, the Blog of the Boys Twitch channel, and the Blog of the Boys Facebook page. You can watch us live on any one of those platforms. You can also catch the rewatch at your own convenience. You can also listen to this show as a podcast on the Blog of the Boys podcast network. Um, if you're listening, I think all is well and all is normal for you in terms of your normal procedure and protocol as far as how you consume this show. But if you're watching it, I would ask you once again to be a little bit patient and understanding. Uh, we don't often pull back the curtain here, uh, but uh, right before I was about to get started here on the post game show, um, you know, when it, when a Dallas Cowboys game ends, I have like 16 things that have to happen. Right at our website, we have certain you know things that have to be set, there certain things that have to get off the ground, certain social things, whatever the case may be, and then we get into the cockpit and we fly all together here on the post game show. Well, right as I was kind of buckling up. The internet at my house, I'm very fortunate to work from home, uh, went out. And so the internet is out. And so I will apologize again. I'm using my hotspot. Shout out to my phone, uh, which is powering our entire operation at this moment in time. I do believe we've checked with our a nameless producer. We've never named the producer here on the blog and the voice side of things. And apparently my video is a little bit fuzzy, but my audio is coming in fine. So if, um, if you can all kind of let me know if things fall apart we don't know but uh we're in the air we are airborne nonetheless and we're going to do our best uh to have a smooth flight and a smooth landing and uh talk about the dallas cowboys having one of their more impressive wins this season so let's get to your comments thank you to those of you who were hanging out very patiently waiting for me to get here kevin says it's all good rj we love you i love you too kevin even though you hate Jalen Tolbert. rick says hi rj you made it uh d-day two says yeah 720p but it's good enough hey Very good. Very good. I would actually have you know, D Day 2, we're at 480p right now, (laughs) just to really uh, kind of pull the curtain back and let you know what's going on here uh says no problem boss uh plus as long as the chat is on we are pretty self-entertaining while in standby mode uh musa Mousa, oh haven't seen you in a while says micah probably sacked your internet or maybe deron bland intercepted the signal we will of course get to my stock report which i've already written got that done before the internet went out uh micah parsons and deron bland will make an appearance uh kind of opening statement opening thoughts the dallas cowboys of course um, getting what I said was their most impressive win of the season, uh, or one of the more impressive performances. I do think it's their most impressive win. Uh, it checked off a lot of boxes. We came into this game as fans wanting to see some authority, wanting to see the Cowboys kind of, you know, bully and push around a team that we knew was not on the same level as the Cowboys. I think that that's fair, and that's just being honest with the situation. The Rams had been kind of cute so far this season, um, definitely, you know, had been, I think, Overdelivering delivering on expectations, but we knew that they were not of the same quality that the Cowboys were. And for the Cowboys to come out and just dominate them in every facet, obviously the defense, we've kind of grown accustomed to dominating. They did give up that third and 11 conversion early on. That was a bit of a tough scene, but they really stabilized after that. Special teams, lots of dominating performances from different players. Again, we'll get to them throughout the stock report. But offensively, I think that that is the most important thing that happened here in this game is that the Cowboys offense really clicked, really clicked in the red zone really clicked over the middle of the field, really clicked in terms of aggression and attacking the other team, really clicked in in terms of using players who we wanted to see more of. We wanted to see more of Jake Ferguson. We wanted to see more of Brandon Cooks. We wanted to see more of Jalen Tolbert. Now, didn't exactly see Jalen Tolbert involved, you know, in terms of catching passes and things like that, but was involved on offense nonetheless. Um, So this really... This, this quenched our thirst, I think, and that is the most important thing, and I, I don't know that we could have felt better coming out of this game, especially heading into next Sunday afternoon's game against the Philadelphia Eagles. I promise you uh, that my internet will be fixed by that point in time. Joe Troncina on the Book of Faces, by the way, says, what's up, Cowboys Nation, watching from Italy? Hope all is well uh, with you, Joe. Um, In your Italian abode. Randy on the Book of Faces says, Good win. Let's have a good week of practice, then focus on Phil. Uh, Musa, Mousa, again, you can let me know how it's pronounced. I forget. Uh, Apologies, Mousa says, Three phases played well, but finally passing plays. Dak looked like himself again, running for first down, stretching the field audibles. Great news before Philly. Um, I completely agree with you. This this was definitely the best performance from Dak Prescott all season long. And I think everyone, thank you, Musa, for clarifying. Um, it is Musa. I'm just that's the comments everyone is aware, of. but uh I I know the interception happened, and I actually kind of feel like everyone's gonna be forgiving of the interception. It was a tip ball, it's unfortunate, things like that happen. It's a lot easier to overlook when you overpower the team 43 to 20 and, and you check off so many other boxes. I don't think anybody's worried about that. Dak Prescott has has I think found the middle of the Venn diagram. He's kind of found the eye of the storm, right, where he's playing um, to to a degree where he's protecting the football, but he's also playing in an aggressive fashion, and he's also focusing on his most important players, right? This was an amazing CD lame game. I can't check the results at this moment of time for fear of everything around the show collapsing, Uh, but if you're watching on YouTube, you know that we have our star of the game poll going on. Dak Prescott, CeeDee Lamb, Deron Bland, Brandon Aubrey, your four nominees for today's award. Um, I would not fault any of you for voting CeeDee Lamb. This was a true... Alpha, I'm a badass CD Lamb performance, and it was very impressive. I think he was potentially only outdone by Dak Prescott. Um, if you believe that, but um, I'm fine. Uh if you want to hit, you know, if you want to give it to CD Lamb in this particular sense. Watsamata, by the way, with some good advice says hit that like button, everybody. I agree. David Smith on Dak Prescott says four touchdowns versus one interception. I will take it. 133 passer rating. David also offers CD is that guy. Um, man, this was again, I loved. I I loved everything about this game, and I really haven't loved a broadcast this much in a while, and I don't have anything against any broadcasters, but I really thought that Kevin Burkhart and Greg Olson. We're in their bag with this, and I, I loved how Kevin Burkhart brought up not only that Demarcus Lawrence is underrated and isn't given enough love by people when it comes to evaluating defenders, but that he brought up C.D. Lamb's comments, obviously, about how he wanted the ball and how it wasn't in a diva way, how it wasn't kind of stereotypical with the wide receiver position in that sense. C.D. Lamb has been proven to be correct, right? C.D. Lamb said, look, I want to be involved. I need to be involved. If we want to win games, I have to be Point of the offense, and he was absolutely correct. Um, Ceedee Lamb has been on fire as of late, and it is so cool to see. It is very clear that he and Dak have this relationship and this chemistry. That you could put up against some of the best that we've seen in modern Dallas Cowboys history. Obviously, Tony Romo and Des Bryant comes to mind. Obviously, Dak Prescott and Des Bryant to a degree. Dak Prescott and Amari Cooper. Um, You could go Tony Romo and Jason Wooden. You could go Tony Romo and Terrell Owens. I mean, you could go a number of different directions. But Dak Prescott and CeeDee Lamb are really starting to kind of find themselves that way. Jonathan says that I am lagging. Doing my best. You know what I mean? We're doing we've got some some duct tape and glue that's powering things here. So apologies if we are lagging. I do think the audio is um, is making its way through, even if visually I'm lagging a bit. Um, so apologies for that. But we are trying to make sure that we get this done. It, it, we want to make sure we give you a post game show every single week. And we have never run into this issue before. So uh, shout out to the Internet gremlins around me. Uh, that are obviously kind of uh, ruining things. Uh, I've gotten word that the audio is still good. Kevin says, I only seem to lag when my arms move too much. Okay, I will do my best to remain robotic for the rest of the show. So overall, again, just a really impressive performance. Um, I do think more highly of the Rams this season than I thought I would prior to today's game. And I don't know that if you're a Rams fan that you should be disappointed. I don't know that this was a a bad day for the Rams. They just ran into a very good team and a a team that clearly self-assessed and self-scouted over the bye week and addressed some areas of concern that we all had and that we all agreed on. Um, And that was a very good thing to see. So without further ado, let's start the stock report. But I do want to say, and this isn't related to the internet issue, um, if you are a Blog and The Boys fan and you hang out here all the time on the YouTube or Twitch channels, we appreciate you. Uh, And you know that we have our Tuesday roundtables. There will be no Tuesday roundtable this week, uh, just because we understand that people are going to be trick-or-treating or or hanging out with their families or little ones and things like that. We will have videos for you or a video for you on Tuesday. So you will still be fed your normal content schedule, but it will not be a live roundtable table the way that it normally is every tuesday evening we hope you have a very happy and safe halloween however you are going to celebrate it but that being said um brian by the way says another touchdown pass by burrow i do not know the score um in the Bengals Niners game I would appreciate it if somebody could share this is a real team effort here guys uh, I don't want to actually literally move my arms as we've learned a second ago but I do not want to move and uh and check the score of the Bengals Niners game uh so you know if you can let us know that would be oh 14 to 7 that would be awesome I think this is this is really nice this is really wholesome I really am enjoying this uh, kind of family atmosphere we have going on this round table all right let's get to it stock up for me I have nine stock ups and one stock down I think we all kind of know the direction the stock down is going. But Dak Prescott, a total alpha QB1 franchise quarterback performance from Dak, uh, really elevating everybody around him and being aggressive in the right ways, not just through the air, but on the ground, having the right sense to float out and get out of the pocket and pick up first downs on the ground. It feels like it's been forever since we've seen um, some consistency from Dak Prescott in terms of utilizing his leg uh, or his legs, excuse me. And. It's a revelation, it's a huge kind of breath of fresh air from the Cowboys. Um, it is it is something that I think you all are obviously in agreement on. As Dak Prescott, I'm told, is leading our star of the game poll. Um, so good for Dak in that sense. CeeDee Lamb obviously has a, a quite the case, but this was incredible to see from Dak Prescott, and I think that Dak is playing among the very he's He's right there. I mean, right now, you, you can put whoever you – obviously, Patrick Mahomes exists in his own pantheon. Um, Joe Burrow is a highly talented quarterback. I think I think the, the national media has finally started to kind of come down and cool off a little bit with regards to Justin Herbert. Jalen Hurts had a, an impressive performance to kind of rally the Eagles back, and I think we're all super excited to see Jalen Hurts and Dak Prescott's teams face off against one another next Sunday. Uh, but Dak Prescott is playing – Um, some of the best football that's been necessary, uh, for the Cowboys in a very, very long time and making it work in different instances, getting help when he needs it from talented superstars like CD lamb, um, and trusting, you know, certain players to kind of be who they are trusting Brandon cooks in the way that you have to trust Brandon cooks to kind of be the speedster that gets open deep down the field, trusting Jake Ferguson over the middle of the field. We've talked so much in the past about the drops that he has seen from Jake Ferguson or Luke Schoonmaker. The Dak is willing to kind of go right back to not you know shy away from that to, to trust his guys. And so Dak Prescott, I thought, you know, really just was absolutely tremendous and, and really was the straw that stirred the Cowboys drink on Sunday afternoon against the Rams. All due respect because there were so many people who had incredible performances. Second of which, uh CD Lamb we talked about it, but again, I I tweeted this during the Chargers win. It is so cool when a player asks to be featured more and then lives up to it right how often do you see players across the nfl or across sports in general say i need more i need to be more involved etc 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 and then that moment comes and they kind of you know don't live up to it and i think Devonte adams is maybe what the second or third best wide receiver in the nfl right now uh, but as an example you know Two weeks ago, Devontae Adams wanted to be featured more, wanted to be, you know, uh, heavier focus of the Raiders offense. And last week in their loss in Chicago, um, again, Devontae Adams is amazing. And this is one particular moment, but had an easy touchdown kind of fall on his hands and he dropped it. Right. And that's kind of one of those things that, you know, you say, hey, dude, you wanted the ball more and, you know, the ball lands right in your hands in the end zone. You can't come down with it. It is so cool how CeeDee Lamb is kind of living up to he's he's walking the walk. He talked the talk before and he is walking the walk. And that is not something that every player um, is kind of capable of so kudos to cd lamb um next up deron bland how how could we not have this conversation it's pretty obvious by the way given that our four choices for star of the game are four players that they would all be featured as stock up you know options um he has three touchdowns this season that is so stupid and unbelievable and impossible actually and this one was actually this one felt like the easiest one this one felt like the fluke i wouldn't say fluky but um this one felt like the worst decision that, that any of the quarterbacks who authored them happened to make although Mac Jones's was really gross as well. Deron Bland, um, there's no good that will have come out of the Trayvon Diggs injury. But if you are trying to answer that, if you're trying to say what good has come out of it or will come out of it or whatever the case may be, um, it, it might be the opportunity for Deron Bland to play on the outside. And I know that we have talked about different trade options for the Cowboys. Um, I've said before in our shows, in the streams I've done, in the BR app, on podcasts, on the internet – tweets, articles. I'm trying to use threads more. Um, My ideal trade for the Cowboys is Jalen Johnson of the Chicago Bears, who had a great game last week against the Raiders that we talked about that contest. And the reason I like that idea is because he kind of solves three problems all at once. He helps Stefan Gilmore and that he alleviates the pressure that's on him. He helps Deron Bland, obviously, and that he can kind of kick back uh, and play, you know, in nickel where he obviously thrived. And Jalen Johnson obviously helps you out in the sense that he's a part of your team as well. Um, but, I mean, I, I think we have to let go of the idea because I, I don't know that any of us thought that Deron Bland was struggling on the outside. Um, but it, it's been different, and there have been you know some valleys or you know to go along with the peaks. And goodness gracious, I mean these opportunities are are really 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 impressive for him. I mean he is really kind of putting together this remarkable little run here. Um, and I think we're all properly excited about the future of the cornerback position for the Cowboys, featuring him and Trayvon Diggs opposite of one another. And you figure out what you have to in the future if you don't trade for somebody like Jalen Johnson or whatever the case may be. But Jerron Blaine um, has been. A revelation and has been the saving grace in the aftermath of the Trayvon Diggs injury, and so I think that we are all very, very grateful for him. Rick Arcellini, uh, many of you said this, uh, but said anything but bland. Duran Bland Musa says, "Star corner, he has won more than Cooks in terms of touchdowns. That is very cool, and that will always be funny to say um, as long as it is true with regards to different players. Um, it's." It's amazing. It really is. Um, next up for me, Jake Ferguson. Uh, we talked about it. The touchdown. He had the first touchdown of the day for the Cowboys, and probably the most impressive one. The most impressive catch that anybody had throughout the day. Really, just kind of had to reach up. And this is. Th- this was kind of the prototypical tight end that we have seen in the Dak Prescott era. This kind of, you know. I guess this this is what we envisioned Blake Jarwin to be, right? All due respect to Dalton Schultz, but Blake Jarwin was this athlete and this dude who could kind of dominate over the middle of the field and this dude who could, you know, leap and stretch. And I don't want to move my arms too much and, and cause the, the video to get, you know, fuzzy or, or lag or whatever. But Blake Jarwin had this just kind of athletic wingspan to his game that we were all really excited to see. And it never really materialized, obviously, after he got the contract extension and he got hurt. And then the emergence of Dalton Schultz happened and all these kinds of different factors. And so Jake Ferguson it's kind of the prince that was promised, I guess, in that sense. What an amazing touchdown catch. And I'm so excited about what it represents, again, that, that the Cowboys are willing to challenge over the middle of the field and not just over the middle of the field in general, but over the middle of the field in the end zone. I wrote an article two weeks ago at our site about how the Cowboys had to work the middle of the field. It felt like they were starting to get a little bit gun-shy there. It felt like they might – have been you know too risk averse they they were too scared of of kind of you know rolling the dice of kind of peeing into the wind because of all the interceptions that happened last year and you could argue that the tip ball that happened on the interception kind of you know reinforces that fear but this was awesome I mean it was really impressive and and just a a tremendous catch by Jake Ferguson an incredible ball I mean Dak again was was just in his absolute bag and on fire I mean on the on an all kind of different fire than we've seen you know to this point of the season but Um, It was the best Jake Ferguson game that we've seen. And again, that is really nice to see um, his development as as a down the field, middle of the field, weapon, especially as the Cowboys get ready to go to Philadelphia next week, where, you know, you're going to have to put up a lot of points. Uh, Musa says he made himself available, looked focused, interesting game, but Dak also leaned on him a bit more. I agree. That's um, a very, very good sign all the way. Xavier, by the way, says that my feed is working fine just now. Awesome. Watsamata offers Fergie is not bad, reinforces what I said on draft. We did not need to spend a round one through three pick on tight end this year. Still hot about what we could have picked up in round two. Um, the We'll talk about that when we get to our one stock down. I mentioned that we have one that I think everyone's going to agree on, but that is a, a a conversation that we'll have in a little bit. Stock up. I saw Brian mention this in the chat. Sam Williams, um, if you follow, we've talked about this on different episodes of the postgame. If you follow Sam Williams on social media, you know that he has felt um passionate about the idea that he should be utilized more I guess if that that's the that's the perception at least behind um, his activity on social media and so um I guess we can kind of see why (laughs) I guess we can kind of see why Sam Williams feels like he needs to be more involved um and goodness gracious the blocked punt um was amazing and it feels like this was the first moment that sam williams has had this season and the moment honestly and i wrote about this it it felt really reminiscent of last year's game against the Rams when, when the Cowboys went to LA and when Mike McCarthy said we're nobody's underdog that was such a cool moment uh the Cowboys dominated that game on defense and they dominated that game on special teams this was kind of like that except they also dominated on offense but in that game in LA last year it was Dorrance Armstrong who had the big time special teams block and in this year's game it was Sam Williams and so I know we all want to see Sam Williams utilized more and I know it's difficult to kind of figure out where that happens or how that happens, but. If, if he can find a way to make an impact, one impact, obviously, of that level is amazing. But one impact play a game is kind of, you know, an amazing thing to to have happen. And so if this is the beginning of Sam Williams having more opportunities, I don't think that anybody is going to be upset about it. Um, let's see here. Um, Romo Racer says the Internet Gremlins must be Eagles fans. Yeah, that's um, that's a good good point. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSC. D-Day 2 says so Sam Williams blocked by better players on defense, but not benching Parsons or Lawrence for him. Yeah, and it's just, it's one of those things. It's a surplus issue. I mean, and it's not a problem. It's not a bad thing. It's It's just something that you kind of figure out as you move along. But finding ways and opportunities to get him involved, is only going to help the overall cause, which is something that we obviously saw on Sunday. Now I saw this, by the way, it has nothing to do with the Cowboys, but Rick notes it in the chat. I saw this right before um, we got the hotspot powered up that Kirk Cousins apparently reportedly tore his Achilles and there will apparently be an MRI conducted that will in all likelihood, only confirm this. Man, what a huge bummer. I'm such a huge fan of Kirk Cousins as a as a quarterback. I know he doesn't get a lot of love or a lot of respect um, for, for the way he plays. And he's easy kind of meme fodder. He's had such a, a great run in Minnesota, but nobody wants to give him credit for that. What a huge bummer. And uh, what a huge bummer for the Vikings. Uh, tough, tough, tough situation for Kirk Cousins and the Vikings. Definitely hope that somehow, some way, um, it's not a torn Achilles, but you know, Obviously, reports are that it probably is. So uh, tough scene for Kirk. Thinking of you, Kirk Cousins, and uh, and praying for you. Hope all is well with you and yours. Next up, Cavante Turpin. Um, it felt like the Sam Williams um blocked punt really kind of broke the game open for Dallas. Like that was that was just kind of the the when the the dam broke, right? Like the, you know the the water was kind of generating and generating and generating, and Sam Williams is is block punt was like the poof and, and and just kind of the the water starting to kind of you know. Uh, spray out. Um, and then Kevonte Turpin just like completely knocked it down, right? Like after it had kind of, you know, withered a little bit, Kevonte Turpin and his return uh, was just an incredible force that you know, amplified everything good that was happening for the Cowboys in that particular moment in time. And I think we've been waiting a while, uh, obviously, to see Cavante have an impact this season on special teams, because we've seen it, obviously, to a small degree on offense. Um, so it is great. I mean, we, we talk about all the time how he is such a talented player, how he's such a skilled player with the ball in his hands. And you have to find ways and opportunities for him to get involved. In you know, A punt return is obviously an opportunity that is inherently valuable for him specifically. Um, And he almost had the return for a touchdown near the end of the game that would have happened if not for the Nishon Wright penalty. I don't have a stock down for Nashon Wright. I forget which one of you wanted that to be the case. Um, But Kavante, this was awesome. This was great. Um, So kudos to him for making the stock up list. It'd been a while since we had talked about Kavante Turpin. Musa says, what a return. Uh, It was a, this game's over moment. Sit back and relax, run control. I completely agree with that. Again, Sam Williams kind of unlocked that. And I think if if Sam Williams' block punt had been recovered for a touchdown, it would have had the same kind of net result effect. Uh, But Sam Williams' block punt was like, okay, like this is going the way we want it to go. Everything's going to be great here. And then Kevontae Turbin's return um, was just kind of, you know, again, it it, it broke the dam. Uh, William Espy says, breaking news, uh, Justin Tucker missed a 53-yard field goal. Whoa, again, I don't have any information going on around me because the internet is still down as I check here um, at Casa de Ochoa. Um, but, um, wow, what's going on? Get it together. Uh, how dare you do this? Uh, Ravens, I believe in you too much. Um, this is tough scene, tough, tough, tough scene uh, for the Ravens against the Arizona Cardinals, but, um, lots of says a lot of us worried, uh, that, uh, right. Uh, a lot of us wanted right to get a stock down. Um, yeah, um, I'm not going to give him a stock down. I mean, it was one moment. And if the Cowboys had lost, maybe that would have happened. Um, but the vibes are too good to hand out too many stock downs tonight. So, uh, shout out to Gavante Turpin. You did it on the subject of special teams though. Shout out to our guy, Brandon Aubrey. Brandon Aubrey came into this game against the Los Angeles Rams needing two field goals to tie Travis Coons for the most consecutive field goals to start an NFL career without missing um and he did it <laughs> he did it this this whole Brandon Aubrey thing um is funnier given that he missed his his first ever kick for the Cowboys you know the extra point obviously against the Giants he has been automatic and what's Mata, by the way brings up uh, talking about the first one the 58 yarder that was the other thing too because everybody knew about this uh coming into the game and then the cowboys send you know poor dude out to attempt a 58 yarder if i had been brandon aubrey i would have thought are you guys serious i i'm this close uh to um oh my gosh by the way brian notes uh touchdown jerry judy the broncos lead the chiefs 14 to 3 Okay, interesting times. You know, just a, a tremendous day for my internet to be at. Um, so, wow, tough scene uh, for the Chiefs. But, you know, I have a feeling they'll probably be all right. But it would be super funny if the Broncos found a way to win this game and it would create more fun conversation about the Cowboys, obviously, in the the coming week, by the way. I just saw uh, on my phone, I'm scared to touch this, um, a tweet from the Dallas. Dallas Morning News is Michael Gelkin. Uh, Chuma Adoga, I know you all were asking about him, uh, obviously started at left tackle in this game with Tyron Smith being inactive. Uh, there is a belief, this is again, according to the Dallas Morning News is Michael Gelkin, there is a belief he has a low sprain, not a high, but an MRI on Mondays needed to confirm. He walked out of AT&T Stadium under his own power, not wearing a protective boot. Uh, so that seems like good news on Chuma Adoga. Uh, again, we'll keep you updated on everything you need to know about the situation as the week unfolds at blockontheboys.com. Uh, back to... Um, Back to Brandon Aubrey, uh, again, seriously, if you're Brandon Aubrey, you're thinking like, okay, two more field goals, we're tied, three more, this record's mine, and they're like, yo, dude, come come kick this 58-yard attempt. Uh, but as Watsamata notes, it might have been good from 70. That was a bomb. I mean, that, an absolute bomb of a kick to make that Absolutely incredible and amazing scene. Obviously would go on to make a second one. He is tied for the longest record or longest consecutive streak. of field goals made to start a career without missing a kick. 18 field goals. If Brandon Aubrey makes his next field goal attempt, whenever that comes, uh, it will be his record and his record alone. Uh, Kevin ever the contrarian. Kevin love you says. So, uh, so I don't think Aubrey deserves a stock up because this is what I expect from him at this point, which is pretty impressive as down on him as I was after his first extra point miss. Um, I mean, potentially, I kind of get that point, but the dude tied an an NFL record, right? Like, I mean, we got to give him some props and some flowers for that. He tied an NFL record, so kudos to him. Um, He has been an incredible revelation. It was a really amazing special teams day for the Cowboys, like we talked about with the Sam Williams block punt, the Cavante Turpin obviously returned, Brandon Aubrey. Uh, TY says, Aubrey is a damn franchise kicker. Um, I agree. A lot of you noted that the 58 yard attempt that he blasted was right down the middle as well. He's amazing. I mean, he really, he's one of the best kickers in the NFL. I mean, he, he is one of the, the best kickers in the NFL. It's not an exaggeration at this point in time. Um, so, um, kudos to Brandon Aubrey. We are very proud of you. Um, I actually don't have a lot of stock ups on defense, although I obviously had Deron Bland and Sam Williams, although Sam made it, uh, for a special teams moment. Um, but I couldn't leave Micah Parsons out. And we talk a lot about on the subject of expectations. Um, and you know, well, he only had a really good game and I expect like truly amazing performances at this point in time. Uh, Micah had the sack again, which was awesome. And what I wrote in my article on this was Micah is obviously the engine that kind of drives the Cowboys defense and they go as he goes. And he was supercharged from snap one. I mean, Micah was kind of ready to rock in this game and you could feel that kind of ripple, into the defense as a whole. And that's why I think they were so stifling. It's super unfortunate that Matthew Stafford left the game due to injury. We certainly hope he's all right. Um, but it was just a relentless kind of effort from the defense. And obviously that disposition is born and, and and again, kind of ripples out of and off of Micah Parsons' shoulders. And Micah was amazing. I mean, Micah was absolutely amazing the fumble which i thought and still think uh is or was a fumble uh was this incredible defensive lineman from dan quinn he kind of had nobody over the center of the offensive line uh but Micah parsons of course found a way to just have this tremendous rush along the interior and still come back and get matthew stafford he's a freak he's the fastest kid alive i mean he is unbelievable um so kudos to Micah parsons um thank you for being amazing as always uh let's move on uh by the way uh watsamata says so, are the Cowboys wrecking ball games, making them a gimmick team? All that balloons, 42 10 in San Fran. It's a tough scene. Uh, it is a very tough scene how the Cowboys have kind of been disappointing in certain moments. Uh, but I will say, next week's game is a real narrative driver. If the Cowboys go to Philadelphia, and beat the Eagles. Obviously, this is amplified if they beat them handily. Um, The conversation really changes. By the way, if you're unaware, anybody, whoever you are, a Cowboys win next week in Philadelphia puts them in first place in the division, regardless of what happens uh, with the Eagle or what happened with the Eagles today, I should say. Um, The Cowboys win next week in in Philadelphia, and they are in first place in the NFC East and come home to host the New York Giants who lost again on Sunday. A lot of you, by the way, um, in the chat, I was told thought that i was delaying the start of this show because i was watching the giants game if i was going to delay the start of this show for anything it would have been to watch the you know mexico grand prix it wouldn't have been to watch the the lowly new york giants all right it was truly internet issues um so you know just hey you know let's whatever uh anyway next up i have one more stock up to hand out uh and then we'll get to our stock down and i know that he is not popular among really all Dallas Cowboys fans and I was very very hard on him after the Cowboys win against the Los Angeles Chargers especially for how he handled the end of the first half and the cowardly kind of timid way the Cowboys walked into that locker room at halftime but for me and I hope for you a stock up goes to Dallas Cowboys play caller Mike McCarthy um it's difficult to you know separate Mike McCarthy the offensive play caller from Mike McCarthy the head coach obviously there are um our different responsibilities associated with each of those roles uh, which can make managing two of them the way a lot of head coaches do uh, to be very difficult but Mike McCarthy has found a way to kind of marry I think the, the best of both worlds and man this was a great game for Mike I mean aggressive challenging attacking this is what we wanted to see this is what we signed up for when we you know Amplified the term Texas coast, which I still think is lame, but whatever. um Maybe I'm just raining on the parade. But when we signed up to believe in Mike McCarthy, the offensive play caller, this is what we thought we would see: Dak Prescott rolling out, buying time, keeping plays alive with his legs. Dak Prescott again challenging over the middle of the field. Brandon Cooks deep down the field, deep shots to Brandon Cooks, creating opportunities for C.D. Lamb to kind of work in space. And and even if you can't remember or remember, excuse me, I was reading uh Moose's comment that had the word remember. Even if you can't create organically opportunities for CD lame force feeding CD lame. And I, I don't typically subscribe to that notion, but there, there comes a point in time when you have a whiteout who is too talented to ignore, to not feed double digit targets in a game. We used to talk about this and complain about this all the time. When Amari Cooper was still a member of the Dallas Cowboys, we used to say, why do the Dallas Cowboys not use Amari Cooper at the frequency that the Rams utilize Cooper cup, that the Packers utilize Devontae Adams. Why, why, why that is your best most talented most efficient offensive playmaker you should be as best as you can maximizing the number of times that their hands touch the ball and it feels like mike mccarthy has kind of woken up to that notion that getting cd Lamb involved is a very good thing for not just the offense or cd or Dak, but for everybody as a whole Uh, so this was really it's difficult to find anything to be upset about with how the cowboys handled this and you know what I mean, the most impressive drive the Cowboys have had all season, and I maybe that's an exaggerated way to put this, but I'll stand by it. The most impressive drive that Dallas has had all season long was their first one of the second half. The Rams obviously got the ball to start the second half. They go down the field, they score, they get the two-point conversion. All of a sudden, it's a 16-point game. And even though it's a 16-point game, you're kind of in the back of your mind wondering, man, I don't know. Are they gonna are they just gonna go three and out and punt the ball right back? Can the Rams go down and make it a one-possession game? What would happen? How would this change? This felt, you know, we were we were cruising on easy street. Now it's gonna get a little bit tense or whatever the case may be. That did not happen because the Cowboys were extremely methodical. It was a little bit more of a conservative drive, but I mean, that's Mike McCarthy understanding the rhymes and the rhythms of an NFL game and what buttons you have to press at, right, at what right moments. Mike McCarthy is not perfect. There will be times where you and I and all of us are pissed off at him again. But this was a great example of the experience that he has, obviously, in the NFL and as an offensive play caller all kind of coming to fruition in the right and proper way. Uh, Musa, by the way, says, who knew using your top eight quarterback and your top 10 wide receiver could help? Um, I know that Mike McCarthy is an easy punching bag for a lot of people, and I know that a lot of people will be upset that he wanted to challenge the the catch early in the game from Tyler Higbee that uh, you know would have been a losing effort, but this was a really great game. If we're going to tear down Mike McCarthy when he pisses us off and disappoints us, then we have to be willing to give him his props and give him his flowers when he earns them. By the way, D-Day 2 brings up that drive. That drive was 17 plays, 75 yards, 9 minutes and 57 seconds came off the clock. And, again, it all happened right after the Rams built up. If you believe in momentum, a little bit of momentum, a little bit of positive energy, and the Cowboys went and just slowly let all of the air out of the balloon. It was a really impressive kind of, you know, Will enforcing sort of drive, kind of your classic cliche sort of footballism. Um, it was really, really, really well done. And they did not score a touchdown, but they did put Brandon Aubrey in, you know, kind of chip shot range to tie the NFL record that we talked about a little while ago. Uh Watsamata, thank you for the super chat. And Watsamata offers it in Watsamata's words because it's another victory polo Monday. That's right. Tomorrow, uh, whoever you are, wherever you are, take a picture of yourself wearing a Cowboys polo, Cowboys t-shirt, Cowboys hat, uh, Cowboys paraphernalia, Cowboys painted fingernails, cowboys. Jews, Cowboys, whatever you want, because tomorrow we are allowed. We are proud. We are celebrating another victory for America's team. Obviously tag me on Twitter or Instagram or threads at RJ Ochoa. We'll do our best to amplify those across all social properties as well, because we should all celebrate together like one happy family. Adam blank says, uh, agreed RJ, but the key is consistency. Mike McCarthy had a great game, but we need to see this kind of performance next week and the week after. I agree with that. I, I completely agree with that. Um, but we're talking about today. And so today proper kudos, proper credit, but I agree with you completely. Let's see it next week against Philadelphia. Musa says, kudos to him. He called a good game. I need him to do that against a good team like next week. um, Agree. Adam Blank offers again, not always 40 plus points, but attacking intentional rhythm building offense. Very, very well said. Uh, Lonely Catman offers any game that ends with a Tom Landry shift. Again, very well said by you, Lonely Catman. Thank you, Brian, for the super chat. Everybody follow Brian on TikTok at talk. Cowboys has stock down front office for thinking Tyron Smith could stay healthy. The best ability is availability and dependability. Instead, Tyron is a liability because of the unknowns. That's in the front office. Uh, thank you again, Brian, for the super chat. This is a, a proper segue to my only stock down. Um, and I gave it to Tyron Smith, um, but I'm fine if like Brian, you want to hand it out to the front office. If you want to hand it out to Mike Solari, if you want to hand it out to Mike McCarthy, um, you know, Tyron is just kind of the poster for this whole stock down. Um, I mean, this is, this was always going to be this way, right? Like we, we, we knew this, We're, we're not saying this with the benefit of hindsight. If you found the January, February, March, you know, April, May, June, July, August, September versions of ourselves, we would have said this exact same thing. We would have said if Tyron Smith is on the team, that's great when he's healthy. The problem is, is that is not a predictable or a reliable thing. You are setting yourself up on a loose foundation by depending on Tyron Smith. And we can sit here and we can argue um, about ways the Cowboys could have gone in the NFL draft. There was obviously a big um, kind of discussion from a lot of fans about addressing the guard position and and the logic at the time, again, this isn't hindsight, uh, was you have to draft a guard. Osiris Torrance is the name that's been talked about a lot, uh, again, with all of the kind of situation that's going on. You kick Tyler Smith out to left tackle. If Tyron Smith wants to come back, which he did, then he's just your reserve tackle. He's your swing tackle. He's kind of your better than normal swing tackle because you cannot rely on him. And the problem with this, and this kind of goes along the same lines of why I would love the Cowboys to trade for Jalen Johnson, right? I, I mentioned in in my you know kind of logical approach was he comes in and he improves all three positions because deron bland is a better slot corner than jordan lewis and the thought was that jalen johnson was a better outside corner than deron bland that might not be a take that's going to age all too well and he lowers and or diminishes the pressure on stefan gilmore this is kind of like that by keeping Tyron around you have really kind of decreased the value or the dependability the reliability and and increase the liability to go back to Brian super chat of three different positions, because now you have not committed to Tyler Smith at left tackle and granted Tyler Smith has also missed time this year. So that's kind of a, something that has to be noted, although it was the beginning of the season, whatever water under the bridge. But if Tyler Smith is your, you know, full out intended, you know, cognitively developed left tackle, then that is not changing. That The first play of this game was Chuma Adoga getting beat and Dak Prescott getting sacked off the left side because guess what? Chuma Adoga you know, starting at left tackle is something that had to happen all of a sudden as a result of the last couple of days. And that's not Chuma Adoga's fault. That's not Dak Prescott's fault. That's the fault of whoever kind of set us down this road. If Tyler Smith is your left tackle, then you have a different planet left guard. Even if you don't want to draft Osiris Torrance, even if you want to go with Chuma Adoga there, even if you want to go with Josh Ball there, we hit talked about all those options obviously in the lead up to training camp and whatnot and then your are like who is the swing tackle right now chuma adoga i guess i mean because then your swing tackle is tyron smith tell me if you are wrong or if i'm wrong anybody who's out there would you not feel better? Would I feel better? I think the answer is yes. If Tyler Smith was the team's intended left tackle, if insert, you know, fill in the blank here is their playing starter at left guard, Matt Farniak or whatever the case may be, and if Tyron Smith is their swing tackle who's on ice in the event of an emergency, I think we do all feel better. But because you have forced this issue have a reliable week to week plan at left tackle. Yes, you have an amazing left guard, but that problem or that 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 answer could solve a different problem if you'd be willing to just kind of go that direction. And you don't totally have a a swing tackle that you can rely on because it was Chuma Doga. And no disrespect to Chuma Doga, but that's not something that any of us feel great about. And so Tyron Smith is an incredible player who has done an enormous amount for the Dallas Cowboys and whose contract was a gift that just even still continues to kind of keep and keep and keep on giving. It was a A a visionary. It was a trailblazing sort of contract in in the new CBA after the rookie wage scale. I mean, Tyron Smith and what he represents has been nothing but exemplary for the Dallas Cowboys, but his presence on the team now with the context of what is happening around him creates more issues seemingly or creates more perceived issues than it does solutions. And that's just a tough scene. It's just the nature of time. Father time is undefeated. It's unfortunate. And I think I speak for all of us. It bums all of us out. It makes us sad, right? We want to watch our favorite players play forever, but this is just the reality of where the Cowboys are at now. And what would have been cool would have been if the Cowboys had utilized the bye week to say, you know what? We gave it a go. All right. We we gave it the old, you know, Cowboy try, and it didn't work out. We barely made it to the bye week, you know, with what the time was, two weeks of our intended offensive line. Let's take the bye week. Let's kick Tyler Smith out to left tackle. Let's move forward there. We'll find an answer at left guard, and we will just keep Tyron – and he will be our sixth man right off the bench. There's no shame in being a sixth man off the bench, all right? I love Manu Ginobili. You do not have to do this. You do not have to go down this road where you are forcing these five in this particular order left to right. You are creating... A, a, a situation where the bottom is going to come out and you're gonna have to adjust. and kudos to you, Cowboys. You did it in this particular game against the Rams, and you won forty three to twenty, but it is not going to work out that smoothly against the top dogs, the top teams and the contenders in the NFC. And if you do make it, there into the Super Bowl. Um all right, let's see here. d day two says there's probably uh, there probably isn't much of a difference between Adoga and Austin Richards. It'll be interesting to see what they do versus Philadelphia if Adoga and Tyron are out. I-, I tweeted this earlier before the game. And I'll say it again now, my most optimistic spin, and I'm using the word spin on purpose on the Tyron thing, is that the Cowboys thought, you know what, we can make it through this Rams game without him. We want to make sure he's healthy enough for this for the Eagles game. And while I get that logic, and while they were proven to ultimately be right, if that is the case, two things. One, that blew up in their face against the Cardinals. And... Two, that's not a responsible way to go about this on a week-to-week basis in the most competitive football league in the world. Uh, so those are my thoughts on that. Uh, let's see here. Um, Watsamata says TJ Bass at left guard. I'm good uh, with that personally. Uh, Xavier says 14 to 10 Bengals. I uh, I appreciate you guys keeping me updated on the score. Um, Scott says the inability to not have a plan at future left tackle has cost them, co- has cost them this problem. I mean, Tyler Smith is the answer, right, as far as the future is concerned. And I understand that some people wanted him to play left tackle this season because they wanted the future to be now the way it was with Tyron when he was a young player. But it really... this again this isn't the benefit of hindsight and there was a point in time a point in the summer where i thought that it made sense to kind of go at this and and try and see and maybe you know you would you would have the outlier and tyron would you know play a whole season or play 10 games he could still play 10 games for what it's worth but this is just you cannot have this kind of you know hokey pokey in and out you know week to week dance you're you're not finding any consistency along the offensive line and that's important um so it's a frustrating thing uh Rodney's next chapters has been saying this about Tyron since last year um i know that we all again like n- none of us are mad at Tyron Smith none of us are mad at the Cowboys i don't think we're just mad at the situation but the situation is an awkward one and i think that it's fair to say there was a better solution available that the Cowboys simply did not pursue um just uh, a really really i wouldn't say a really irresponsible way to go about this but there was definitely a more responsible way to go about it and you could argue that this path had a higher ceiling but it has a much lower floor and that's what i think we're all upset about cool you you swung for the fences dude you did not we did not need a home run here we just need you just needed to get on base and you know it didn't work out um so um Tough scene. Tough, tough, tough scene. But uh, that concludes my uh, stock up, stock down. You can read this at boys.com. I also put together a graphic. You can check that out on Instagram. Um, the, not, the time has come to hand out our star of the game. If you watch on Twitch or Facebook, uh, apologies. Uh, the voting option is only available on YouTube, the tube of views, as I like to call it. Um, our four nominees for today's game, the 43-20 win for the Cowboys over the Los Angeles Rams were Dak Prescott, CeeDee Lamb, Deron Blaine and Brandon Aubrey, all valid contenders in their own right, but the votes are in. They have been tabulated. All of the hanging chads have been ripped off. And our star of the game here on the Blog of the Boys post-game show, Dallas Cowboys quarterback Dak Prescott. Uh, A well-deserved effort, four touchdowns. Um, By the way, Kevin says Nashawn Wright was robbed of a hard fought for stockdown. Um yeah uh fine I'm I'm cool erring on the side of positivity for this particular game. Uh really great game from Dak. Again, I would have been fine if CD had wanted. This is a democratic process people. Um you know it, however this kind of turns out. So the votes are in. Um Dak was amazing. I mean really really amazing and we can sit here and we can lament the issues along the offensive line and we can complain about this or that or whatever but if you're getting that level of quarterback play um you're going to be fine (laughs) more often than not. Uh, So uh, congratulations, Dak. Uh, We are very proud of you and we hope that you're able to do it again next week against the Philadelphia Eagles. And look, next week is, um, is a big week. It's a big week. And it's not as big of a week to us as it is to Eagles fans, right? Like we're all on the same page here. Um, But the reality of it is this is a big week. The Cowboys get this win. They have, a bird in hand against the Eagles. They have the road win against the Eagles. They are undefeated in division, although they've only played one game so far, so that would be two and zero in division. Um, I mean, it would be such a valuable thing to have road wins against the Giants and the Eagles already in hand as November barely begins. Um, and so that is again, and, and beyond just kind of what that is, um, You're in first place in the NFC East. And we talked a lot about last week leading up to this Rams game, the four games before Thanksgiving Day. The Cowboys obviously just played the Rams and they won. They've got the Eagles next Sunday afternoon. They return home to host the New York Giants after that. And then they visit the Carolina Panthers who got their first win today against the Houston Texans. I did not see that coming myself. Those are four games where three of them are slam dunks and the fourth one is a team who you have had a lot of success against in the eagles but who is still very good one of the best teams in the nfl you got to win three of those you got to get to thanksgiving at worst at seven and three obviously you would love to be eight and two but if you can get to thanksgiving at seven and three that really helps and obviously if you can get there two and oh in division you beat the commanders on thanksgiving day all of a sudden december looks a lot more promising even though you have december's going to be tough all right look the cowboys after Thanksgiving, they host the Seahawks. Seahawks are definitely an interesting team in their own right. But after that, they host the Eagles. Then they go to Buffalo. They go to Miami. They come home. They host the Lions. They have to stack up these wins right now because the meteor part of the schedule is still yet to come. So you've got to go win. Going to be a big week it's going to be lots of coverage we'll of course have you covered around the blog on the boys universe it's blog of the boys.com right here the blog on the boys youtube channel blog on the boys twitch channel blog on the boys facebook page the blog on the boys podcast network uh if you want to follow me on social media you can my name is Argio choa i am on twitter Instagram and threads at RJ Ochoa. I am on TikTok at RJ.Ochoa. If you'd like to send me an email, you can do so at RJ.Ochoa at SBNation.com. Or you can leave a comment down below and we will do our very best to get to those as well. Like I said, tomorrow Monday is Victory Polo Monday. Uh, so you can dress up in that costume the day before you dress up in a different one. Um, if I don't see you or talk to any of you, I hope you have a very happy and safe Halloween, however you're going to celebrate it. I hope you eat your favorite candies. I hope you don't make yourself sick eating candies. I hope you eat just the right amount to where you feel satisfied. Satisfied and get that good sugar rush uh but yeah cowboys won and we won we won we got the post game show um done despite the internet issues at my house. So uh, huge win! Congratulations to all of us. We did it. Congratulations um, to the group, to the family, and thank you to all of you for your patience and your understanding and for your support. Um, in terms of uh, documenting what was happening around the NFL while this was happening, the Cowboys did play an early game, which is nice. We all get to kind of kick up our feet and relax. Uh, so yeah, a bit of a, a, a li- just a smaller show or a little bit of a smaller show than usual, a little bit of a shorter show. But again, we want to make sure we get in, get done, and get out and have no issues. So uh, this feels like the right time to. End. So I hope you all have something amazing for dinner. I hope you all have just the most delicious dinner that you've ever had throughout the course of your entire life. Uh, it's about to get cooler around me where I live, so I can't wait to finally wear a hoodie for the first time this season. And um, yeah, I hope you all feel the way a hoodie makes me feel, which is safe, secure, and full of love. Thanks so much for hanging out, everybody. We'll see you next time.